did you actually read the chapter? Oh, I read the chapter. No, the chapters. But first, before, nigga, let me intro down, bruh. Nigga, they let me <laughs> intro for shit. He just said you read the chapter. Like, hey, I, like did you read just, the chapter or what? We have to that like is sit a through big ass did we, accusation. <laughs> did we? Like, did you have to sit through the part? <laughs> you do your I'm homework, saying, nigga. All, did you do all your homework? I'm saying, all I'm saying, bro, is uh, there's been podcasts where you were like, "Oh shit, let me read this real quick." <laughs> hey, man. Hey. I didn't read it this week. <laughs> hey, man. Let me just say, shit gets busy. Anyway. And I'm not allowed to take my phone. In. That's we have a rule at work. I can't take my phone into the bathroom. It's fine. I'm bringing my laptop to work, so I don't give a fuck. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yes, I read the chat. But I wanted to start with something else, right? And so first off, anybody that's listening, welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of AM. How y'all been? How you doing? How's it going out there? Hope you're having some positivity in your life. Um, oh, all the positivity. All the positivity, man. No, this is the and, and if anyone listened to the last episode and NFM, like I, I gave it up as far as like the, the real serious shit going on. I'm not. We just had our own serious discussion. I'm not here to talk serious shit no more. I'm here to discuss anime and manga for the next hour, hour and a half, right? So, by the way, Matt's here. I'm here. Say hello to the people. Hey guys, w- welcome back. There we go. So, um. We're going to get to One Piece, but first I got to go with it, right? So in the last month, um, and we haven't really gotten to discuss this because I think it literally got on Netflix uh, maybe a couple days before or after one of our final episodes. Are we talking Avatar? We're, we're talking Avatar, but I'm talking okay. very specific subject here. So <clears throat> first, so you guys rewatched Avatar. We, we rewatched Airbender, and then Korra we're going to start tomorrow. Yeah, okay. access to Korra? I have I have Avatar and Korra um, as far as Blu-ray and DVD and shit. Remember, yeah, you was, yeah. no, you got the you you've seen my sketchy Korra case. Yeah, the the yeah. guy that like recorded it off his VCR <laughs> or something, right? Like, yeah. it's no, no, it's just the quality is perfect. It's just the sketchy ass picture he threw in the fucking. <laughs> yeah, he definitely case. like gottoed the episode <laughs> and then made a quick butt. Yeah, like oh me just but so anyway. We're gonna restart Korra. You guys, did you guys watch uh, Airbender and Korra? Or you guys yeah, just we did. Okay. We did both. I've been trying to get uh, Alex to read the comics since I have like the first three of them, uh, first four of them, three of them, I think three of them. And uh, she was like, "Okay," and then she never did. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. She was like, I'm, "What happened to Zuko's mom?" I'm like, "Well, I got a book for you. I can tell you exactly what happened to Zuko's mom." <laughs> That's. I don't know if nobody's gonna read the comics. I'm gonna try. I just can't promise. You want to borrow it? Uh, we got to get to Korra first. Because I, I do think, and it's really weird, but I think when you have the context of both worlds, even though, yes, Zuko's mom technically has nothing to do with Korra, I do yeah. like the idea of having context of the world in its entirety, or entirety, um, than to read them. Um, yeah, I, I think if Netflix and so my theory is Netflix and Viacom have like this thing going where we'll start seeing more Nickelodeon shows starting to pop up on Netflix. Um, I know Netflix signed a bunch of stuff with uh, getting future avatar content on there. Part of it's that live action airbender show, um, which I'm like, eh, like I, I don't care for, life. but like, it, it it all depends. It's the it's made by the creators, so it's not M Night. You know, um, I mean to be fair, the create which is a is a funny topic actually is because the creators 
And those guys can do whatever the hell they want. They wrote a fantastic show. But no one can tell me um, – a conversation today is more so for Aang. We'll get to Cora next week. Um, okay. But no one – in, in real time with – if you're familiar with the situation between what happened between the Avatar writers and Nickelodeon, is Nickelodeon said, yo, dog, we air SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, like kid shit. What the fuck are y'all doing? SpongeBob is gay. That's right. What are, like what the fuck are y'all doing with this airbender taking niggas' breaths away and like bitches' heads explode? Like there was there was clear friction and confrontation, and yeah. no one can tell me like the Avatar writers didn't amp up a couple things. So they were like, "All right, Nickelodeon, bet watch us." The whole fucking last season of Core, or last if not the whole last season, the last ten plus episodes didn't even get to air on Nickelodeon. Like, yeah, niggas went straight uh, to online. I was telling Alex about that. I was like, yeah, uh, the, the the reason why season four, the last arc doesn't seem complete is because it's not complete. Uh, Nickelodeon greenlit the this was this is my this is what I think happened. So Nickelodeon execs went, you want to kill the Earth Queen, you want to kill the Earth Queen, and they were like, yeah, I think it would, they, they were like, yeah, they're terrorists. We need to have them do something terroristy. And they were like, uh, can, like, how are you going to kill her? We're going to suffocate the shit out of her. He's going to take her breath away. And they were like, okay. Um, <laughs> that aired. Um, Viacom calls and goes, what the fuck did you do? We're losing shares. I had one angry mother go, my seven-year-old watched this. Like, you know, like that. And, and Nickelodeon went, sorry, master. And then uh, pulled the shit out of it. Um, well, that wasn't in the, the final backlash. Well, the, the backlash was the fire girl. That aired. That aired, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were like, all right. <laughs> How are we going to kill Plea? And they were like, all right, so we got this idea. We're going to blow her head off. And then Nick- Nickelodeon went, okay. And then... Uh, <laughs> It aired and Viacom went, what the fuck? Uh, and, and then they were like, all right, we're done. Fuck you, Cora. And they were like, but we're not done making it. And they're like, we don't give a shit. And that's why Boomy has one line in the last season of Cora. Boomy never got to come in and finish his like voice recording. He has oh. one fucking line in the entire season. Boomy was lit in season three. And season three was the guy that that shit pulled. Oh yeah, like <laughs> they couldn't was handle season, three. season four is dope too, though, because it's all about PTSD and shit. No, absolutely no. Every season of Avatar, and I even walk back. I've been historically on the side of the first half of the Book of Water is boring as shit, but it's really cool to watch somebody else watch it. Yeah, um, yeah. Are they rewatchable episodes? No, not really. If if you know the story of Avatar and you're rewatching it for entertainment purposes, episode I like the first two. Cause that's obviously like Zuko and the water tribe episodes three through 10. I would probably never rewatch for entertainment purposes. Yeah. I, I looked at those, like there's more filler in season one, but it's cause it's a kid's show and they really played into avatar. The last airbender being that kid show. Mm. Um, and then Jet got it doesn't take away from it. Like, honestly, rewatching it. I was like, honestly, this is pretty, it's like, it's fine. It's fun. Um, oh, yeah. Once you get to the latter half of that season, though, it's great, uh, and it pops off, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Uh, 
<laughs> I'll never forget the episode with uh, Hal. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> when they're on that, uh, uh, it's like all the earthbenders in that village are on this like metal thing in the middle of the ocean. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I could give two shits about this episode because I know that metal bending exists 70 years from now. <laughs> so all these earthbenders suck. And um, I, w- I looked at Alex and I was like, you never have to worry about how again, this, these episodes don't matter. I forgot this fool comes back in the day of Black Sun. And I was like, holy shit. This, oh man, that means you have to watch those episodes <laughs> because this guy fucking matters kind of he doesn't well, he doesn't well, matter at uh, all no he does not he's not real big don't how me. does it matter i forgot that um the duke and smellerby come back so when jet gets killed off i'm like yeah no you, yeah the jet episode i was like yeah no you don't need to worry about the smellerby or the duke like they don't care they don't matter no none of the, none of jet's crew matters because jet dies and then uh, they came Jet back. Popped the, up. Jet I thought I legit thought I legit thought Smellerby and the Duke died because I forgot they were in the day of Black Sun. <laughs> I was like, oh, we never see them again. And then they came back. I yeah, know they are. Um... And then Alex was like, I think you have a photographic memory for this shit. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I quoted almost every line out of uh, the Jin Wei and Wei Jin episode. That's uh, a funny episode. episode. That's filler, but that's a that's, funny that's episode. That's a hella filler. It doesn't matter. And I was like, wow, this episode sucks dick. <laughs> it does. But it's funny. It's that, so that's one thing Avatar does really well is you get the serious and then you get the comical. Because technically in between, I've generalized 2 through 10, or 3 through yeah. 10, I'm sorry. And I still will to anybody listening episode eight is the storm am i denying the storm is obviously important correct it is but when you shove it in between water scroll pirates they matter they come back they kind of do (laughs) they come back homie they come back because their their return so this is something avatar does and i'm not going to shit on them for this this is just i guess what you have to do when it's animated and you need reactions yeah. They do have returns that are essentially meaningless and could be done by any other character. They just want a recognizable face. The pirates attacking Zuko means zero that it's the pirates. Zhao could have hired some random nigga down the street that knew how to toss a fucking bomb and say, yeah, yo, dog, I'll fool... give you a K if you should try to snuff this nigga Zuko tonight. Dude, this fool was like the, uh, the creators of the show, though, I think they really like the design of those pirates. Like, I, I justify it like, oh, they really enjoyed animating them, and so they wanted to bring them back. Yeah, no, they could. Same with the, uh, there's a lot of, like, unspoken stuff, too. I forget how much they talk about Iroh's kid. Like, throughout the whole show, I really forget how much they talk about uh, Lu Ten. So, Iroh's one of the ones that, like, the main talking points I wanted to bring up. Him okay. and Toph, right? So, um... But I wanted to ask as far as your experience rewatching it and your experience along with Alex's, right? So yeah. running down my list here, okay. Who was Alex's favorite character as she was watching this? Her favorite character? Yeah, or the character. If not favorite, wanna, this character she was really invested. I'm gonna speak uh, for me. Do it. Be misogynist. 
Um, who, who could you tell, like, and it doesn't have to be her exact opinion, but, like, who could you tell, like, she was interested or more interested when they were on the screen? Uh, probably Toph. I think, I think Toph might have been her, like, go-to. Because Noemi was a hardcore Zuko person. Like, she was, the entire yeah. time, it was I mean, nuts. Katara, oh, she was in it for Katara Zuko? No, 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 not even Katara. She could give a fuck about Katara. Okay. But she was the entire time. Anytime Zuko got into some shit, she's like, please tell me he doesn't die. Please tell me, like, he doesn't just fuck this all up. Like, he, he's not a shitty person. And I'm like... Yeah. I could tell you, um, it's definitely... For, for Korra, it was Bolin. Like, I... And she was like, you remind me of Bolin. And I was like, that's the best compliment I've ever been given. Ever. Homie <laughs> Lava, man. I was like, thank you. I'm not... I don't feel like an earthbender sometimes, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think but, it was Toph. Like, it was Anger Toph, maybe. Probably Toph. What do you think was her favorite part? Favorite part? Yeah, at least part she's most interested in. Bro, she's in, like, the other room. I just get her. But, uh, do it. Get her. Get her on the show. Nah. Damn. I'd rather I'd rather speak for. Her. There we go. There's that misogyny kicking through. <laughs> uh, favorite part. Hmm. Maybe when they're like fucking up the Earth Kingdom, or like fucking up the Earth Palace. Hanging them or yeah, like, when they or... all come in and like kind of start fucking shit up. Oh, with like the Daily and um... yeah, they're like fuck it, we're over it, and then. Because that's like kind of kind of anarchist thinking, and I'm like, that that seems like Alex. So she was, um, she liked the day of Black Sun, even though she never thought it was going to work. Speaking for Noemi, um, that's fair. She liked the day of Black. She just it was. It, I mean, it makes sense. Like that. I have a I have a theory that the day of Black Sun was initially meant to. Like, it was always meant to be a failure, but I think it was initially meant to be a, um, like, it was wrong intel that was going to fuck them up. So they were going to send everybody in to do the eclipse, right? Mm-hmm. And firebenders were still going to be able to firebend. Because there's a shot when Sokka, like, is rushing, and he, like, they find the uh, the eclipse state. Mm-hmm. But it's not a perfect eclipse. Like, you can see that the sun is still kind of peeking out behind the moon. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, like, I, th- I think they gave themselves that wiggle room. And then I, at some point in the writing process, they switched it to just like, oh, it's, a, it's an eclipse. You know, it's um, the, day, the day of black sun is just too easy of a, oh, yeah, this is the solution. Like. Yeah, Niggas you want to know what I could tell you? What episode uh, uh, Alex hated the most? Hmm. Um, the Ember Island players one, <laughs> the the flashback episode. I think she hated that one the most. <laughs> she hates the flashback episodes, dude. So Noemi's kind of the same. Like Noemi didn't fuck with the storm, which kind of broke my heart. Oh, the storm's so good. Zuko alone's also really good. Zuko alone is fantastic. She liked Zuko alone because she just liked Zuko. But that yeah. was because that was Zuko in real time versus Pat. She didn't like this. She won't like this comment. 
because I asked her, I'm like, all right, so you liked Zuko alone. Now, what if I told you that was Zuko from like two years ago? She's like, what? I'm like, what's the difference in liking that episode, which is all around character development versus being a flashback that's all about character development? I don't know, man. I, that's my way that I take life. Because like I said, the storm, I was going to say this, is yes, the storm is episode eight and that's important. But yeah. like I said, it, it, is, it feels odd to have that important of a moment around those episodes in that particular order. I don't know if that's where I would throw it. I don't know, not saying I have the answer. Because like I said. I, well, with a backstory episode like that, for pacing purposes, you probably want to throw it in between a couple episodes of filler. Um, because like I said, season one has quite a bit mm -hmm. and the whole, and this is what I liked about last airbender. Um, every single filler episode has some little piece of Canon thrown into it. Oh yeah. Uh, like with, uh, the fucking how episode, right? How finding his dad worthless, completely pointless. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Zuko finds the necklace at the very end. Yeah. And that is going to carry through. That's a through line to another mm -hmm. two or three episodes, you know, um, with the great divide. It's that one might just be bullshit episode. That might be the only filler is the great divide. I can't remember how that ended. The air temple episode. I don't know if they, I don't remember if the air temple season one or season two. But with the flat with the the mechanized flyers, that matters. It does, with, but it only really matters for the last thirty seconds. Yeah, because uh, well, okay, so I don't count that one as filler. I think every single episode that involves a air temple is important to Aang's story. It's character development on his side because it's him going. You see those his connection to the world and his heritage, which means he has to push that to the side because he's bigger than an airbender and he's bigger than the world. He's the avatar. And that's something he discovers in the second season and ignores entirely. And then something that comes to full fruition in the third season. Um, but it all starts with the Southern air temple. And so he moves from there to the Northern air temple and his heritage has been beat to shit. Mm -hmm. um, it also talks about the idea of progress and like time moving on. Like, yeah, like your culture is was here, but the world moved on from the airbenders being dead. Like that's, that's the commentary I get out of that episode. And it ends with them with firebenders being able to fly, which, which is, is huge. Yeah. It's funny because it does throw in like, there's a, a funny conundrum question and I'm not, not trying to shit on Avatar, but this was just, I, as I was rewatching, I was like, wow, how did they do this? So A, it took non, a non-bending weirdo scientist for firebenders to discover a hot air balloon, which is like, yeah, really? I, and but then, think about what, think about what that creation did though, because, uh, by Korra's time, airplanes are a thing. Correct. So it's like the idea of flight wasn't really thought about um, before. Like the, uh, it's the idea that, uh, I don't know, whatever nation you want to think about uh, to compare the Fire Nation to. You can do Germany, you can do Russia, America, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. But it's the idea that like when you are in complete and utter power, you are able to turn out these goods because you're in complete control. You're also mm-hmm. in wartime mode, which means it's like, I need to be faster than everybody else. Um, there is no such thing as like mechanized uh, tanks before uh, last airbender. You know? Well, uh, Sozin. Sozin had mechanized tanks. Because that's... Well, so... Well, yeah, no, because that other way... Because my jokey had warships. Is, they had warships. They even say that, like... Because uh, that's how they got on the temple in the first place. The same way they were going up that episode? That was how they got up... Because otherwise... They, I think they walked up those temples, and then... Uh, How'd they fuck with the Eastern Air Temple? That bitch is upside down. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. Like... There's who, who thought like, yo, how you like, like detached from the world. My nigga, you are upside down on a mountain. That's excuse that's the me. Coolest, it's the coolest air temple, dude. And how then did they get there. How do they build that? No, no. Fuck how they built that. I'm, I'm excluding that question. How the fuck did firebenders get there in order to exterminate? So I, it had me, it, you, I thought about it a lot and I think it's the idea that none of the air nomads thought a genocide would be possible. I think they feared one coming. Um, and the power that comes from Sozin's comet was enough to like, cause firebenders could fly with that kind of firebending power. Well, that, and I think it was a coordinated strike. Ozai could fly. All, I don't I think, could, I don't think Azula every firebender. Could fly. Azula, no, Azula could fly. was gliding. Azula was well, Azula's like, look, Her I'm saying that like, fly. Okay, okay. I'm saying that like firebenders could fly and there was such a, if they did a coordinated strike all on the day of Sozin's Comet at all four air temples, then you'd knock them out like immediately. Cause there's no way that like you could, you, there's no way. No. Yeah. Sozin's Comet firebenders. But nuts. airbenders didn't go out like no bitch either. Gyatso took out like, 10 dudes by himself i think it's more than that gyatsu had a fucking he had like a hall full of dead people <laughs> like how many how many breaths did he take like he saw them coming in and he was like all right oh and then he like sucked the breath out of their head <laughs> i would like to think before he burned last... alive gyatsu's last words were bitch suck my dick <laughs> oh yeah he probably got like stabbed and he was like okay and like he probably kept getting stabbed and then he eventually died. Like firebending didn't hurt him. Right. Yeah, man. Yata was a fucking bamf, dude. <laughs> All right. So now they got over a couple of those. Um, I want to throw two other ones. So one is a versus battle, which I think is really interesting. And the okay. other is a so Avatar is unique because Avatar is, yes, it has its kid show mechanics. So some of the parts are naturally simple to get kids involved. This is why yeah. you see a lot of the really basic techniques and overuses um, the air ball, uh, just the glider shit to make kids more really involved, cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they're simple techniques in the grand scheme of that world. Um, I would argue that Toph is the most, is the general fan favorite of team avatar between yeah. and I'm kind of team avatar, Zuko, Toph, Katara, Sokka, she and, has the best lines. Every blind joke is hilarious. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, I every, forgot every how single good one they of them. were. <laughs> every just, single one of them. Like, I would look at Alex and go like, it lands. 
every single blind joke is funny. But Toph is unique because she is one of the simplest characters ever written, and she has that kind of appeal. Because Toph is the only one in Team Avatar has no growth. Toph is who she is when you fucking find her all the way up until Korra fucking finds her 70 motherfucking years later. <laughs> I'll counter that. Um, I think Toph learned a lot from Iroh. I think her and Iroh had a really... There's, there's a reason why Toph was like, I'm leaving the world, you know? to go on this spiritual journey mm-hmm. and like the top that I remember from airbender wouldn't end up in a swamp. forest in the swamp. That's not the top I remember. Um, Correct. But she was her. So I'm not challenging her. Thought, I don't think top is stupid. That's not what I mean by simple. No, 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 no. I think her growth is more on the spiritual side and where she, like she leaves to go on a spiritual journey. She go, she wants to be, she becomes more wise and worldly. Um, she's still tough, which is cool. Her growth in last airbender is more one dimensional in the sense that like, she doesn't think in a team sense at all. And then by the end of the show, she's a very, like she's, she's a team player, but she still yeah. hates, she hates authority. She hates the system. Okay. I would even argue adult Toph, the whole reason she went to the swamp is she knew or at least got a grip. I don't remember exactly. You probably could speak to a little better. Um, core is not as fresh in my mind. Um, I'm sure there was some ang pushing her like, hey, metal bending is an ass- metal bending can be a great help and necessity to the world. Like you need to be in charge of this. So she accepted that responsibility. But the second there was enough earth metal benders that she didn't have to do everything she got the fuck out because she will never Toph is never a system person she's not a i she doesn't want to be a part of society she doesn't want to take orders she doesn't want to have rules she wants to just bitch wants to walk barefoot her whole fucking life make blind jokes and throw rocks like yeah and that is her from the time we meet her all the way up to cora she yeah. adapted a bigger role because the Avatar found her. Like, sorry, you got you, there's a little more to your life when the Avatar finds you. Sorry. Because her, she is so, and it's, and it's beautifully simplistic. I'm not shitting on Toph. I love Toph. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so beautifully simplistic. No one even cares. We never see her parents again. Yeah, they talk a lot about the Beifongs um, in the lore. I think you see your parents again in the comics, but like, My, it's like, I don't remember. It's like one page, two pages or something. Yeah, but that's a big but, thing. She ran yeah. away from home and we don't yeah. ever see them in another animated episode. The entirety of the show. Yeah, I agree. Um, the idea of Beifong is a very strong name. It's like Skywalker in Star Wars. Uh, Beifong is in it's in the Kyoshi books. Like the Beifong have that much of an influence mm-hmm. um, that stretches all the way to Kyoshi, who lives who is like two hundred something years old. You know, mm-hmm. which that's confirmed. I fuck fucking a dude. The Kyo how Kyoshi's age is ridiculous. Earthbenders don't die. Well, you got to think. Roku made it to seventy. Aang made it to seventy. The Avatar lives for a good amount of time. Hmm. Because Korra's... Roku, 
Roku got killed. We don't know how old Roku could have been. Aang died of old age, and people theorized it's because of him using all that spiritual energy. Um, I think that Earthbenders just live for in a shit ton of time. Well, Aang's age is only conf- – his exact age not confirmed, but Korra is 70 years – the story of Korra is 70 years after – Avatar, Avatar, Aang saved the world. So Aang yeah. is oh, yeah, 12 yeah. or 112 if you want to be that person. So Aang is 12. So 70 plus years 16. post. Yeah. Or, um, so, yeah. Well, plus, just, for, just, just from the age. Yeah. So 70 plus 12, 16. He's got to be, if Korra is 16, that takes out, excuse me, he's got he's got to be in the 70s, late 60s, yeah, early he, 70s when well, he dies. They, they mentioned that uh, Aang died young. He was in his 60s when he died, I think. Which is kind of wild that, like, a, a primitive world, because besides bending, Avatar is primitive, that, like, 60 is considered young. I would say that's a decent amount of time. And Roku yeah, was at least... Aang died at, like, 66. That's that's the estimated. Or he, Well, I guess he's 13 at the end of... So 67 years old. So he's, like, 13 at the end of when he saves the world. Because okay. it takes place a year later. Correct. Like, it, the um, whole show takes place over the span of a year. Yeah. So, so you got to imagine, okay, so he's late, like late 60s, early 70s, somewhere in that time span, right? Okay. Roku died, I believe the comment in the episode is, as once, once Sozin confirmed that Roku was dead, he went full-blown mode. Like, it took him about, like, six months to a year to go into, like, all right, we start in this. The Avatar is not here. I'm going to go kill the fucking airbenders and take... Because he wanted to give some time to lapse for the next child to be born, the next Avatar to be born. Yeah. Like, he knew it was going to be an airbender. And so, at least 12 years passed before he was like, all right, I'm going to mm-hmm. fucking wipe him out. Absolutely. Which means Aang... And if Aang was in the iceberg for 100 years, that means... uh the year that he disappeared was the same year that Sozin started the war. Correct. So, yeah, I which think means Sozin, which means Sozin's comet came that year. Mm-hmm. Which, which was, which, yeah. So that's, which was why my theory is like, he used Sozin's comet to wipe out every single air temple. Well, yeah, they established, they established that like this, this plan only works when you have the comet, which is why even Ozai is like, yeah, I'm going to wipe out the Earthbenders because I got the comet. Otherwise, yeah. just wiping out the Earthbenders is not like a casual statement. Yeah, we just gonna- yeah that's a big piece of land. <laughs> like, so I can't wait to talk about Korra. I got a lot of talking points for Korra. Same. Um, we'll do that, what, next week, you said? Yeah, that'll be next week. Well, if not next week, maybe the week after. We finished Avatar, and collectively, I think it took us about five days. Um, yeah. She was really big into binging that. There is a different feel between Korra and Aang, so I don't know if she'll be as... Korra is usually... I don't know if I... Korra is a lot deeper, and I don't know if it's the best binge. Like, I don't think I would ever want to overlap Korra. Like, I would want to watch a season in a day yeah. or two days and then give it a day or two, then watch it again, because Korra's got some heavier stuff, deeper stuff. I understand. Aang started with genocide. Fine. But, like, <laughs> it's like Korra's... Korra's villains and her development is just she Korra is very much shaped by her villains. 
Correct. And, yeah, like and although I will call some bullshit on season one's ending because especially the way the tiger turtle talks about chi to Aang, just because you don't know how to airbend does not technically mean your chi should not work that yeah. way. Yeah, I it's, was like, you want to know? Okay, you want? Do you want to know how I justify it? Uh, here's how I justified it. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's just because this fool is stupid. Uh, Amon, Amon just was he? He's never had to block this chi point before. There is, and uh, when Aang is training with opening up the uh, pools of chi inside of him in that mm-hmm. episode, there is an earth chi, a fire chi, a water chi, and a wind chi. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, if that's your circle, right? And he uses blood bending, which is essentially just water bending to block that pool of chi, then you should technically not be able to fire bend or earth bend or water bend or air bend. or air bend. Yeah, exactly. Because doesn't he hit and I, I like I said, core is not a freshman. Like, doesn't he get Tenzin? No, he never gets Tenzin. He never gets any of the kids. I know they attack where the kids are, but he never gets them. They never get it. They get Beifong. That's right. I remember that. But was they the never, name. they never get the kids or uh, the family. He threatens to wipe out the Air Nation, the whole which means. People. Yeah, right. And but uh, uh, he's able to, like, wipe Korra because he knows Korra has three elements. But uh, he messes up and he doesn't block the air because there is no air yet, right? She's not, a fully, she's not a fully realized avatar. So my theory was that trauma triggers her being able to actually airbend and, you know, and that's that that's fine and all but the way like the and the show will never explain it <laughs> well, the fucking tiger turtle is like the whole reason you guys can bend is because you're essentially turning your inward energy outward and so there's just some of you that when you turn inward energy outward it it coincides with water some of you it coincides with earth it coincides with fire so i'm like yeah. i and then if you're the avatar obviously you have rava um, I don't want to go too deep into this this episode, but like obviously you got Rafa, which means hey, I correlate with fucking everything. But if I'm to take that as Rafa gives you access to everything, and it's your chi going inwards to outwards, which is the essence of bending, bitch. If I cut off everything, motherfucker, everything should. I'm, I'm gonna give him a he pass. Didn't, he didn't cut it off though. That's my thing because I think he just was hitting those. Spe- I think he's just hitting those points. Um. Like he's he's literally he's just hitting your point of whatever. Like you're a firebender, I'm cutting off the fire chi. Water, earth, etc. Yeah. Uh I had to double check it because I'm like, there has to be like something that they're not explaining. Cause they never explain it, right? It's still a little fishy. Because it's all it's also fishy because Katara can't fix it. That well, it's Katara can't, and like I said, this is a this is a next week topic. I'll move after this line. But like, yeah, I know. Sorry. Not only can <laughs> Katara not fix it, clearly, and once again, the the tiger turtle who I fucking had a brand new like, oh my gosh, this nigga is a genius because explaining it the way he does makes a lot more sense why there's more cross bending in Korra. That 
because Aang was a very chi-driven avatar, presumably after the war, and he was able to teach these kind of things that, hey, just because I have access to all four, you guys can still control your chi and you can go like, like Toph goes from earth. I don't know if metal bending is supposed to be the cross between earth and fire, earth and water, whatever it is, but like lava bending is a mix of fire and earth. You are predominantly a firebender, but you can access your earth chi and that's how you get here. Um, explosion bitch. I don't know exactly what that is, the cross of, but bitch Don't worry. <laughs> they never ever explain combustion bending or where it comes from or what they do. You want to know what they did do though? This Kill is them. this both. is this is yeah, they killed them both. Um no. I had to look into this cuz I was like you have to explain. There has to be something like extended universe like explanation of combustion bending. There isn't. Uh what there is, is Sparky Sparky Boom Man's, like, power, or, like, the reason why he has a metal and a met- metal arm, metal leg, is because when he was a kid, he discovered he had the ability to blow things up, and he <laughs> blew his arm and leg off. <laughs> and that was only on the Nickelodeon bio on Nick.com, Bam. and that shit got taken down. Bam. <laughs> yeah, Nickelodeon was, like, too dark. Bye. Hey, <laughs> I was like, Fuck. I, I just want to know where these people come from. Oh, fuck. Um, all right, here's my hypothetical versus, and I'm going to make a, an argument for one of them, even though I think the other one is definitively stronger. Okay. Now, Iroh was clearly a fan favorite, right? You think like, who's Iroh versus Ozai? Is that your... Uh, yes, because... Now, and this has to be assessed only from the perspective of with Sozin's comment, because we have never seen Ozai Firebend outside of uh, Sozin's comment. So Mm, you see him lightning bend. Yeah, even that's like. You also see him shoot Zuko in the face. (laughs) You don't technically see that. You just see the aftermath. You don't technically see him shoot him in the face. That's (laughs) true. Okay. You just see the aftermath. Okay, so you have lightning, which. There is a good point, and the lightning is... I don't think that's his full lightning. Now, I don't think he can fucking fly with his feet and shoot lightning at 100 miles an hour at Aang without the comet. But I yeah. do think the slightest sliver of sun and him to generate that much lightning, like, I think Ozai is more powerful than Iroh. Let me just start with that. I'm going to make a case for Iroh winning, but Ozai is more powerful. But this, is, this conversation has to be based on simply Sozin's comet because the majority... 99% of Ozai's bending comes during that time. Okay. Um, so starting with, uh, we can break it down here, some categories. Powerful. Uh, I think Ozai is more powerful than Iroh at their respective ages. Because I don't know how much older Iroh is, but he's clearly a good amount older because Iroh is gray as fuck. And Ozai looks like he is in prime of his life. Yeah. I don't know what the rage gap is, but... I'm presuming it's 10 years. I don't know if that sounds crazy, but I'll put, I'll put stock in Oza. You want me to like play yeah. Iroh? You want me to play Iroh? Okay. Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm rooting for Iroh, but my reasoning for Iroh winning is going to sound nuts. I'm, Cause I'm going to make the kind of argument that's like, yeah, Ozai's better. This, that, this over here looks better, shoots more fire. And I still think Iroh wins. Cause it's just like, I all right. So here's here's my age. Here's my here's my counter. Um, 
they would a fuck each other up very well because uh we can't forget that uh on the day of black sun iroh ripped his way out of like he broke his way out of prison yes the the fool broke metal he bent metal without bending can you imagine that fist like punching you in the face <laughs> that he is with full fire bending oh. plus um iro has the ability to redirect lightning hold on one second make your point i gotta grab some real quick hold on one second keep talking talk to oh, the bro. listeners, oh, talk yeah, to yeah, listeners. Yeah. all right all right guys so iro like i said has the power to redirect lightning uh that's really good ozai can't do that so uh one good lightning bolt the counter argument to that though is iroh would iroh have the stones to kill his own brother and i don't know about that we got a hulk monster that can redirect the most powerful form of firebending and yet somehow his conscience might keep him from killing his brother. It's hard to say because they've never met in the show, like at all. Um, in terms of Ozai winning, you never see Ozai fight. I don't know, man. Welcome back. Welcome back, brother. Welcome, welcome back. I thought I had it. I had a... I- I have an avatar figurine somewhere and I was going to, I was going to grab it, but I couldn't find it. Um, I'm also looking at the age here real quick and Iroh doesn't have a definitive age. Ozai's 45. Yeah. So older than 45. Cause we'll say like Iroh's like 50. Let's just do that. That's an easy number. I don't even think he's 50. Uh, Cause okay. So cause Iroh looks like Ozai in the flashback of bossing say, they look then like they're the same age. They have their full yeah. colored hair. Like, I think I think the I think Iroh losing his son aged him a lot. Correct. I think that really messed with him. Cause he's gray at Zuko's banishment. The Agni Kai and then the banishment. Yeah. Um gosh, I wish I had this fucking number. Recap me really quick what you just told the fans. I like, said that less words what you told me. Iroh would beat Iroh could potentially beat Ozai because he can redirect lightning because he invented that technique. Uh piggybacking off of that, Iroh's knowledge of the other elements and utilization of that fighting style puts him in a more enlightened mode than Ozai. However, with Hulk's strength and being able to rip his way out of prison, with redirection of lightning and knowledge of the other elements, I don't think Iroh has the stones to kill his brother. I don't think he does. Okay, so I, I like that comment, but I think he does only... I don't think he wants to because obviously like Iroh's spiritual, he's all that. 
for Iroh to not be willing to kill his brother would make him too close to the Avatar. Aang did not kill Ozai because he's an air monk and he's the Avatar and he's like, all right, I have to make this personal conflict. Unless you're the Avatar, though, I still think Iroh is has the characteristics and demeanor of a firebender and someone of the Fire Nation, which means does he want to know? Would he Zuko shot lightning right back at his dad? I think Iroh's got it. In terms of in terms of being willing to kill. Zuko, well, Iroh also makes the comment that he's like, I don't even know if I could be Ozai. That's that's important. And that and we're talking about a guy that, like I said, was able to rip metal apart with his bare hands and literally invented the technique of redirection. Um, also, there's a very in-depth Reddit article that says there is a 17-year age difference between Iroh and uh, Ozai because um, supposedly, if you go off this, there is a quote-unquote heir to the throne mentality um, and because Iroh was the general and was into the military and like he was going to be a fighter at a very young age uh, that they wanted another son when they feared something could happen to Iroh. So, and this okay. talks about Azulon and when, when uh, Roku died and that's when Sozin had Azulon who was the grandpa um, or Iroh's dad, but the grandpa too. Um, Zuko and Azula, uh, that he was 37 when he made him, and he was 20. Yeah. Yeah, 37 when he made Ozai, and 20 when he made Iroh, when he made, because they don't have moms. No one has a mom in this show. Katara had a mom, and she died. Toph? Yeah, but Toph's mom says three lines. Zuko's mom, Zuko's mom is gone. <laughs> like, yeah, she has more lines in the comic. Don't be a mom in the Avatar world. Yeah. Be a mom in the Korra world. Much there better. You go. Um, Your parents are dead if you're uh, Bolin and uh, Mako. Facts. But grandma's alive. Yeah. Um, do you think that Iroh being the natural war guy works? Because Iroh was the general... Zu- I. Ozai, until he becomes Fire Lord, is not involved in the military. Uh, Do you think that matters? In terms of strength? In terms of not, not just strength. Because like I said, I think Ozai at their respective ages has more pure power. But as a fighter and ability to fight, do you think Iroh has an edge? Or does he give him any kind of advantage that he was a general for X amount of years and he's probably been in more generally more high risk situations which is why throughout the show he reacts really well to high conflict areas like Zhao being a shitbag and like he reacts to that instantly Azula shooting lightning reacts to that instantly like he's always kind of on top of it when it comes to that shit does that matter in a fight against his brother I don't know um I would say no because Zuko was definitely the military kid, but Azula was the talented one. That's fair. Um, I think I wanted to say Iroh. I almost brought up the Dragon of the West thing, but he didn't kill the dragon. 
So I was going to – but he is, might – he could have. He is also the only firebender, um, which the writers – there's an article that the writers did, um, which also they talk about Ozai is more powerful at that current point in time. Um, but that Iroh was the first firebender in however many years to learn how to breathe fire from his mouth, which is part of why he's the Dragon of the West, but that he did yeah. teach that to his family – which is why Ozai is portrayed shooting fire from his mouth during Sozin's Comet. But just regularly, Iroh is the only one that does that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love to see something with Lu Ten, honestly. That would be cool. As I would love to see the attack on Bossing State. We always talk about Naruto, like the war, like getting to see the war. I would love love to see Iroh invade Boston. It, it would it would break my heart. It'd be such a hard watch. But wow, it, it, uh, I'd be, be down. It, it's going to be sad, but like fuck, man, like because Yeah, Lieutenant it's got to be dope. Or flip side, it's just like cuz he broke through to the to the other side of the rim. He broke through to the outer rim. Yeah, he he essentially did what Azula did without having the full force. So, like, he broke that same amount of wall that when, like, Azula gets in and the Daily tear down the wall. Yeah. He essentially did that. But in Azula's case, there's all the citizens there on the outer rim. When Iroh did it, there was an earthbending army. So, yeah. he never made it farther than that, but he did break into Ba Sing Se. Yeah, he broke the wall, but he himself never went into Ba Sing Se. Correct, because I think once they did, it was a, it's without I an think exact the, timeline. His son died very. His shortly son after. died shortly after that wall went down. Yeah. Um. Where is it? Um. Mysterious backstory. He's easily moved. No. That's not it. Um. What the fuck? Uh. Okay. Um. So yeah. So Iroh's. See, that's like hard to say who's really like the genius between him and Ozai because they're both strong and they're both prodigies. Iroh's. I think I. Homie made two techniques. Like Ozai is just strong. Like Iroh literally, because once he learned, which I think is important, the fact that he learned, the true nature of firebending from the dragons, I think is when he started to learn the other techniques involved in firebending, which is yeah. breathing from the mouth, redirecting lightning. Um, I'm Without an exact timeline, I'm going to presume that the dragons and um, his spiritual journey coincided. Um, but... Yeah, I'd love to see what a young Iroh looks like. That'd be a fun... That'd be a fun thing. Gosh, that fucking the war on boss the invasion bossing say would be cool too because without Iroh being a fan favorite, and this is, might sound like blasphemy, I don't know. Without Iroh being a fan favorite, um Luten's irrelevant. We yeah. don't know Luten. We never see him outside of the picture. We only feel kind of sad about him. And when they're doing the uh, the bossing say episodes where everybody goes like on their day off. And that episode's sad because Iroh's there at the tree and he's like, oh, my son, I love you. They talk about, you. like, you never see Luten, but they talk about him a lot. 
And like how like there's a flashback when Zuko goes back to Ember Island and he it's him playing in the sand with Iroh. And you see Iroh like holding him up like, you know, like Zuko, he, he's holding Zuko up, but you see a boy playing in the sand with him to show that Zuko like grew up with, with Lu Ten mm. and they had that connection. Yeah, he's like he's a he's a very he's a strong spiritual presence throughout the show. Oh yeah. Which is hilarious because I had to remind Alex like three or four times who Lu Ten was. I had to it the first season of Avatar, the other thing that's like when you rewatch, obviously I think watching it in real time as a kid, you don't really pick up on Iroh being like other like being different essentially until maybe like until it gets to the north, right? Until it's the siege yeah. in the north. Because then it's okay, Zhao's recruiting him because he's this big famous war general. You see him take out the five dudes in like five seconds. Um and you start to go, oh Okay, homie's not just like fat and just all right, he's with the shits. Yeah, when Re- he wants the, when he gives a fuck, he's really strong. Rewatching it and you know he's with the shits, you're like, damn, this nigga really just let Aang get away like ten times. <laughs> like Oh yeah, dude. Like uh oh, what is fuck. it? Um <laughs> Yeah, in the very beginning when Aang like flies away or something after like launching everyone off the boat Mm -hmm. i'm like oh iroh could have like fucked this kid's day up (laughs) like what the white lotus that i'm sad about by the way i'm very sad like the white lotus are this they are so secret we never get to find out about them like in like there was no in-depth search into the or in-depth look into the white lotus we just know you they talk about it more in uh kiyoshi so the white lotus was tasked with after avatar Kurik died because he dies at like 30 something um the waterbender right the waterbender yeah he dies really early uh his final word is to he reestablishes the uh, White Lotus to go find the next avatar, which is Kiyoshi. Mm. After that, they kind of settle down because um, Kiyoshi lives to be like 200 something. Uh, and the airbenders. Do, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the airbenders like do their own thing to find the avatar. Um, when Aang's final thing is. Somewhere between Aang's death and the end of the show, uh, they they establish that the White Lotus is acting too much in Aang's favor and not enough for the world, and they split apart, and that faction becomes the Red Lotus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get that storyline. It's actually really interesting. Uh, if I didn't have to pay 20 bucks for a for a book i'd probably buy it but you know it's online it's a thing um where we at so i so i remember so was i um 
I don't know, man. I just and I'm one of those people like I'm like I'm an Iro fanboy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I just have trouble, even with as strong as I think Ozai is, and even during the comment, like, do niggas not realize? Someone I saw someone making a video about it, and they were like, "Oh, Ozai is way too powerful." If you look at the the fire he made to burn down the forest on his way to Aang, like Iroh never produces that much fire. That's not true. Iroh makes a fireball that flies through the fucking wall. <laughs> that was <laughs> like, my first thought. Like, like, are you Yo. kidding? This dude goes. This dude goes. Okay, and he like shoots a fireball that from his mouth. That blows a hole in the outer wall of Bossing Say. Niggas <laughs> spent years sieging that bitch and trying to take that fucking wall down. And yeah. then the nigga's like, I bet Fireben is watching it. Cool. Takes 30 seconds and creates the same sized fucking hole. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> like, Iroh is, oh my gosh. Like, Iroh was, like, Iroh was so strong in that moment. Zhang Zhang's irrelevant. Zhang oh, Zhang yeah. is the only member of the White Lotus who I could give a fuck about. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he goes, oh, Aang, you're real, like, worthless at firebending, and then he's out. <laughs> I, what the fuck? I trained Zhao, and then he leaves. <laughs> Zhao holds up pretty okay as, like, an, as a beginning villain. Zhao holds up pretty well. I yeah, mean, and then what they end up doing to him in the... Spirit world in the spirit world is probably the most poetic thing. Like it's cool that he like like it, it's cool to go in thinking, oh, they killed him, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay with that death. Uh, it's even more okay when you realize that Aang never talked about Zhao. The history books never talk about Zhao, which means everything that he wanted never happened. Which would would yeah, like his legacy is nothing. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. It's the, uh, yeah, because Tenzin's like, I have no idea who the fuck this guy is. (laughs) It it means Aang never talked about Zhao at all. Yeah. He never talked about him. Which is a weird, and like the rankings of the Fire Nation military is weird because the royal family is a part of the military and they've obviously got a class above them. But like, Zhao becoming Admiral is one of the weirdest non-consequential things that happened to him. Like, hey, he's an Admiral. He's got archers. And then proceeds to go out four episodes later. Like, the army of the Fire Nation is weird. Because Iroh was a general and had more pull than anybody. Like. Well, he could have just been a general of his, like, platoon. I feel like the Admiral's, like, controls everything. Right. You would think, but he had to ask Iroh for permit. He's like, hey, I want you to join me. Will you join me? And when he wanted the archers, he said, nah, bitch, give me the archers. I'm the admiral now. Like, he still oh, had yeah. to ask, he still had to ask Iroh for his permission. Like, hey, will you please join me? Oh, Iroh I, th- I figure I figured that's more of a respect thing. Like, oh, like you're a legend, and if you rode into battle with me, it would legitimize like both of us. But he shit talks him on the way. He says, oh, you failed the bossing say. Uh, yeah. I know you this and that, but I'm here. I'm going to kill the moon, bitch. I'm me. Yeah. So like, like, I think he shit talks him because he's like, oh, I'm going to do what you've never could. And that was, and that is uh, succeed. Damn. 
Yeah, right. Like <laughs> to be straight up, like it's like, oh, you had a good plan, and then like something happened. But that won't happen to me. And he got fucked up more. And then he got fucking forgotten. Yeah, yeah. History does not remember Admiral Zhao. They remember. They remember. You know who they remember? Hmm. Admiral Choi. Because <laughs> they couldn't get his name right, bro. <laughs> the um. How would you put it? Um. Cities of miniature. Oh. Um. Who you got? Out of ten fights, who you think wins more fights, Iro or Ozai? Out of ten fights. Out of ten fights, so consistently, who you think wins? Because obviously, like in a in a in a one of either of them could win. I'm not going to take that away from either of them. They're both insanely strong, and the writers do come out and say, um, "Now this is during season two when they technically recording saying this, so keep that kind of in mind." is that Ozai was the strongest firebender alive. Whether that holds up for season three, because obviously you get the full Iroh backstory, who he is, why he's so important to the world in season three, and they might not have wanted to spoil that. Um, they clarify in the middle of season two that Iroh, or that Ozai is the strongest firebender in the world. Yeah. I mean, if they say that, then, you know, I'll, I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. Kishimoto said Itachi was the strongest character in Naruto. Tied with Roy. Pre, pre, uh, pre, uh, I'll say pre Renegade. The other pre Sasuke inheriting God. That's, yeah, no, literally pre Renegade. Like Itachi's, <laughs> yeah, he's fucking with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, they even said like, like Itachi could beat pain. Like, that was, that. that was something Kishimoto said. Itachi could beat pain. Um, not, and I'm he could go toe to toe with Madara too. I remember them. I remember him saying that pre Madara getting the Sage of Six Paths power. power. Yeah, like Zombie Madara wouldn't have held shit to um, Itachi. I love Itachi. Per Kishimoto. I'm per Kri- I'm, yeah, Kishimoto I'm not. I'm not. I'm not rolling Kishimoto. Sorry, I know your story better than you. <laughs> but like, I'm I'm not rolling with that because that would fuck up too much of the power scale. Like Itachi is yeah, Itachi is that, amazing. He beats any normal shinobi. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but, there's a reason why he was straight up like like, oh, I can't fight Jiraiya right now, and then he left. Yeah, that was like oh, we are not strong enough to fight this fool. But then like, that also could have been that also could be him lying and going, oh, I don't want to fight Jiraiya right now. I was like, I, was, I don't want to fight Jiraiya because I'm a double agent. That could have been. I always, I always loved, and obviously, like I'm a Jiraiya homer until the fucking till the day I leave this earth. But I always loved it because Jiraiya, I don't think, was strong enough to kill Itachi without it almost costing his own life. Mm-hmm. But I thought there was something to when you fight as a two man team, which Itachi and Kisame would have done. Um, is I think Itachi's almost like, damn, like, if I got to fight with you, I got to kind of watch out for you. And that might be enough that even if I'm, if he, if Jiraiya is 9.9 and I'm 9.8 or 9.9, like you being there actually drags me down. Yeah. You might be a nine, but like, homie, like we're going to both end up dead, which is the same reason why Jiraiya would not engage in certain fights because of Naruto. 
because it didn't matter that Jariah was – him and Orochimaru were the strongest people pre-Shippuden. Fighting with other people does bring you down to a degree. Yeah. Um, do you want me to spoil something with Boruto for you? Yo, I'm, I might – I'll be honest with you. You don't give a fuck. I might not ever watch Boruto. It's, it's, it's five years in or six years in, and I'm, I have never – I have never woken up. One clip on YouTube has gotten me kind of excited, and it didn't last more than 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, I gave it 100 episodes, and uh, I'm good. I, I was straight, I straight up – I was telling uh, I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, let me know when uh, Kawaki makes it in, and then I'll, uh, I'll jump back in. Because that's when I think the story gets kind of interesting. No, uh – the theory is Jiraiya has been resurrected. I've seen that the guy in the mask and Cash and Koji, yeah, yeah like he's I'm, a robot. He's a rob- a cybernetic recreation of Jiraiya. I can't tell if you froze or not. <laughs> okay, he moved. But like, yeah, I I'm like, please, please, please. Don't make it Jiraiya. Don't make it Jiraiya. You're going to take away so much of the story if you bring back Jiraiya. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Jiraiya is one of the few characters, and this isn't saying he's the best character as much as I love him. Like, this ain't saying he's the best character ever. This ain't saying he's got the greatest story ever. This I'm not saying he is any of that. But he's one of the few characters, um, when we were rewatching Naruto, and I realized this, is he is actually there for the perfect amount of time. Yeah. He's, he, he comes in at a really goofy slash weird time. And like, it's the tuning exams and they're starting to pull a lot of attention towards Sasuke. Dry comes in, puts a lot more importance back on Naruto, gets the nine tailed Fox really involved again. And it's like, I, right. then he gets yeah. out for a little bit. He's important again in, he, he shows up for literally, which is, kind of funny and doesn't hold up as well but like he's, he's there for like five seconds of the fucking leaf village getting ransacked homie drops a frog oh, yeah. and then leaves yeah because he wasn't there <laughs> like, that's the thing like he was he was out doing stuff and then orochimaru popped off and yeah. then he then he came back no um jiraiya's character is meant to bring naruto to his best Mm-hmm. He, that is Jiraiya's character. Um, in a world where Sasuke is the coolest, Jiraiya is there to make Naruto better. Mm-hmm. And he does. Absolutely. So I'm really not okay if Boruto is bringing back Jiraiya. It's not needed. It's, it's not I, needed. I, it's... I'll be so... What did I say is like, what's one of my biggest pet peeves? Doing Justin? anything Bleach does? Uh, resurrection yes. is a huge pet peeve of mine. It's just lazy. It is. And, it and is. You could literally make the exact same character. I'm looking at you, Oda. <laughs> and it's infinitely more interesting than resurrection. Correct. And resurrection doesn't do shit for me. Especially when you're Naruto, who I will, is 
and they fucked it up towards the end. But they're one of the few shows when they did the mass resurrection, the fourth war, I've said this several times and they gave us resurrection, but new characters. And it was kind of the sped up version of introducing us to all the different lands and Shinobi. I was cool with that. Did it drag on too long? Yeah. But when I got to see like the explosion fist bitch and the seven swordsman, and I got to go over to the, like, I was, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is how you, it's war, it's fast-paced, I get flashbacks, I get development, perfect. Yeah. And even I think then, they should have kept it with that. Yeah. And I didn't then, need to see Haku. Uh, Haku and Zabuza, I have a soft spot for. I liked the fact that, because their fight is short, I did like the fact that they got to come back and Hikashi got to tell their dead selves, hey, Naruto has become a hero, Naruto's turned into a great ninja. I I will make an exception for them. Um, I didn't really care so much for um, like size brother. I was like, eh. size brother. I didn't give a fuck about Dan. I nah, didn't give. A f- yeah, he he was irrelevant. Like, there's a lot of the, the Leaf Village. I, think, I didn't care about any of them besides Itachi. I, yeah, I I think even bringing back Asuma. Yeah, I didn't need it. Whatever. Like, I'm like, I don't need Asuma to fight Team Seven. You I know. Do. I like the idea that they come forward. Like, if there had been, like, a scene where there's a siege of, like, white Zetsus or someone someone else in the, uh, uh, in the same clan that uh, Asuma was a part of, if you remember. He was part of, like, this... Saratobi? Uh, yeah, another Saratobi, maybe. Um are we talking about the like the organization he was a part we're of? talking about the or i was talking about the organization oh okay and you have like someone up in there come out and you have team seven fight that i think that would have been more interesting yeah i didn't Cause, like the, the idea that dead the idea of choji mastering the butterfly technique is really cool it is but the lead and it's I fucking over and it's fucking butchered in boruto Fucking butchered. I don't, I don't even want to know. Againing. His daughter, Againing, just does, does it. it. Yeah. yeah, she just does it. I'm good, oh, man. oh, it's so cheap. I do, I look at that and I'm like, oh, Jesus. This dump is, it won't stop. <laughs> and I'm good on that. I love that Jiraiya was never brought back up because, like like I said, he's in there for just, just a perfect amount of time. Like, he even... I didn't want him to die at the pain fight, but it makes a lot of sense. It was like his time was essentially up. He got to have his, oh, Tsunade finally acknowledges me or is into me moment and then go off right into the sunset and die. And just great character. Just great character. Great amount of time. Like, he's good. And if there's a homie said, you you said cybernetic Jiraiya. I just want you to know that my soul vomited when I heard that. I'm really scared. They haven't confirmed anything. They've been alluding to it for the last like year. And I am, I am dreading because they, they just had Nard. So right now this fool's fighting uh, a variation of God and Naruto's watching like this fight go on. And he's like, Oh man, that fighting style looks really familiar. The motherfucker is summoning like toads and doing Rasengan and shit. Yeah, no shit. It looks like, yeah, I, I've recognized that fighting style, um, and I'm just like, dude, I can't. Don't like Naruto drops the line. Wait a minute, I know this fighting style. It looks familiar. No fucking shit. What we kind just of keep bullshit? it a buck that Boruto's ass. 
the the novel or the, the the actual story i i don't know anything about the actual story but could just the, the anime boruto could just keep it a buck that it's ass yeah which sucks because the momoshiki fights dope as fuck i believe that i have the, you watched the, that i've seen naruto and sasuke of- going fucking ape shit on momoshiki it's dope the, what the they do, one. what they, the anime tuning exam is super worth it, in my opinion. If you only watch those, like, I think it's like twenty episodes. If you only watch that, like, go for it. Like, give I yourself like a weekend and then just finish it. Not Naruto ended with me for like that movie was a great finish because the movie doesn't really add a whole lot, but like the fight sequence and getting to see Hokage Naruto and getting to see his. I'm cool with his only trial and tribulation as Hokage as, yo, I don't know how to be a dad. Because the nigga did everything else while he before 16 fucking years old. Like, my nigga saved the world, fought his best friend, almost died several times, did die once, like, came back. Like, he's done everything. So I'm cool with his one problem is when you can't punch or throw Rasengan at as Hokage. Yeah, his one problem is the thing that he's never had to do. To do. Well, it's also like he never had one. So how would he know? And so like, I am cool with that little ending scene of Boruto and like him finally having like family happiness and going to his job and his son's cool. Like that for me is the end of Naruto. Yeah. I don't really acknowledge Boruto. Um, Sorry to y'all purists out there, but I don't acknowledge it. Naruto is done. Naruto finished. Oh yeah. Like I... For me, I really like how they do the tuning exam in the anime. There's more feeling behind some of the shit that's going down. I believe it. Uh, they set up a, the Boruto and Gara's kid dynamic really well. Because you go, oh, Gara showed this kid how to do all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And Boruto, who's in the exact same situation, wasn't even shown how to do shadow clones wasn't even shown how to do rasengan uh konohamaru had to teach him rasengan you know uh so it it says a lot about boruto like that dynamic between him and his dad in comparison to gara who's the exact same as his dad right um essentially yeah uh and it also like you also understand why he also doesn't lose like he does he they find out that he's cheating at the very end when he wins the tuning exam which is fucking oh. cool yeah i i highly recommend watching uh those like 15 episodes they're really worth it yeah i don't doubt it i just like i said just for me like the story of it's and- it's yeah and to be fair, to shit on the anime of Naruto as well, I don't acknowledge the filler. Like, the fuck? The, <laughs> like, yeah, my- that's all Boruto is. Literally, it's all filler, man. Like, I, I was like, come on. You, like, you, for whatever reason, Onuki's still alive. And I'm like, he's old as fuck. And so they have an arc where they kill him off. And I'm like, cool. I'm glad you did that. That's fantastic. They have Boruto learn how to do summoning technique and he summons a snake. Like that's his animal is a snake. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then they, the arc ends 
there's no sadness that Onuki died and the snake is never brought up again. <laughs> and I'm like, how do, what? <laughs> like, to, to be fair, you don't need an arc to kill off Onoki. Homie's just <laughs> moderate. They, they, they gave a whole, they, my guy, they gave a whole arc to Onuki dying. <laughs> he should have been dead, but like this fool is the Kiyoshi of Naruto and won't die. And Madara cracked that nigga's head open. As far as I'm concerned, that he's yeah, he, th- yeah, this fool should have died in the war. Oh my gosh. Um, fucking Boruto. Don't bring Jiraiya back. Dude, um, I'll, what's the day? All right, I'll find out. I think later this month, if Jiraiya's alive. Don't tell me. I, I just, won't. I just, I just don't need to know that. I just, it's just gonna hurt my soul. My soul's been. We'll take the headphones off, and then I'll just say it into the mic so you don't actually have to hear it, and then you can put your headphones back on. My soul's been through a lot this month, man. I can't take I can't take July being alive. That's the that's the fucking July hit where it's like, oh man, the end of the world. What's July gonna do? And then July is <sighs> alive, and got killed off again. Yeah, no, I don't need that. I've I don't need that. Um. Well, um, for anybody listening, due to some time constrictions, I'm not going to be able to super deep dive into One Piece. Um, I was, I do want to talk about one thing, though, and I think it's, I am really excited, and I just want to know if you share my excitement. Motherfucking Marco's back. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm, I'm beyond stoked. And the nigga killed the Big Mom Pirates, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I like the idea that, uh, the entire arc is going to be done, and then the Big Mom Pirates will make it up the the waterfall. <laughs> Homie, the I love that, and I just I don't want to see if there's a, and this might be the biggest stretch we've ever said, but it's it's kind of funny. The right hand of a former emperor and the right hand of a current emperor have both just tossed ships over a fucking waterfall and see if they live or not, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, how how did the Big Mom Pirates survive the first time? I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> like, I think they also hold on. Like, this chapter is cool because it set up what? It set up Nami, Chopper, and Usopp versus Big Mom. <laughs> like, I'm okay with that, dude. Oh, so I okay so. And like I said, I don't have a ton of time to deep dive. Oh, and Carrot. And Carrot, too. I don't know if you're going to get all three of them. Because Big Mom is chasing Usopp and Chopper. I think she's going to stop chasing them. She's got to come back to where Nami is. Because Zeus found – or not Zeus, but – um Prometheus. Prometheus found Nami. And he's like, oh, that's the bitch who took my dog. Hey, Mom, he's got bro. What and if what Big if Mom Nami and gets, Son- Nami about to have a fight. What if Nami gets both of them? That would make what if strong. what if Nami seduces Prometheus? That would I, I I love the idea, but that would honestly make Nami a little too strong. At the current I'm, point, I'm in okay the story, with it. What two thirds of Big Mom's power? She'd be stronger than Luffy. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta we gotta boost Nami. She would power creep every single fucking person on the I'm crew. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Not not like with like Sakura, where she's like, "Oh, I've caught up to you guys." Not like that bullshit, but like this is genuine. Like, oh yeah, I've 
I've cheated my way to being stronger than yeah (laughs) can you imagine I have half of big mom's strength just like on me at all times also this chapter hit one of my pet peeves which Kaido was two different sizes in back-to-back panels (laughs) I think I think every I think it's a joke now. I think Oda genuinely knows he's doing it, and he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Homie, did you see how big he is in comparison in the first panel when they're looking straight at him, and they do a side-by-side with a girl on him, and it's like, oh, y'all the same size now. No, 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 no. That's the giant. That's the giant chick. Black Mamba, you mean? Bla- or Maria? Black or Maria, Mamba? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, Black she's Mamba's a giant. Kobe. <laughs> yeah. She's a, she's a giant. So, like, it's fine. Wait, okay. So, take the other people in the fucking picture, though. She's she a, looks she's huge. A, sorry, she's not a giant. She's a big person. Excuse me. She's, homie. Like, I'm about to pull up these two pages real quick. This, this is my last thing here before I bounce. Before I um, pop off. Before I pop off, because I'm going to, because this picture just, it drove me nuts. I was like, homie, how, who are you and why? Okay. Um, where's the fucking picture? Also, Homie who's been a, uh, like a stealthy spy is like crazy strong, maybe? Yes or no? Um, okay. Which one? Uh, Kanjiro, or whatever his real name is now. Kiroshiro? Is that, that his real name? Kurozumi. Kurozumi. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy that paints stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. So page two to three. I'm on my computer here. Yeah. Um. Look how big Kaido is. And then okay, homegirl sis size. Look at Orochi. Look at the little fucking midget on his left. Yeah. <laughs> Homie is like, he's minuscule. And then I go just <laughs> two pages fucking farther. And yes, Kaido was still big. I'm not saying he's ever been depicted small. But when him and Orochi are sitting right across from each other, Orochi doesn't look like a fucking bug. Orochi doesn't look like. Orochi's pretty big too, isn't he? He, I, I don't. No, he's, he's like been, short as fuck. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, he just yeah. turns into a thing, and then they have the panel under, and it's. I get it. It's uh, Momonosuke as a kid, but it's Kaido holding him, and he's like, "Oh yeah." And Kaido once again looks like he's white beard size, maybe. Well, also like Conjuro. Look at Conjuro. Like how he's picking up. Uh, how big was Conjuro? He's not that big, is he? Look at how he's picking up Momonosuke, homie. Look at are you you're on your computer, right? Yeah. You're on page four through five? Yeah. Look at the bottom left. Look at the nigga holding the bottle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like how big is Kaido? <laughs> Do you think Oda knows how big Kaido is? Nigga nigga fell from the clouds and cracked an island and had a mammoth-sized island crack. And I'm just supposed to believe that in some panels he fits in a fucking room with everybody else. Like, Bro, it's a big fucking room. Homie, look how huge he is. And then look how not huge he is. Oda, how big? <laughs> no, I get so, like, and this is a stupid beef. But how big is this? And yeah, you're right, Conjuro. Why the fuck's he picking a moment in game with just his hands? Yeah, like, what the fuck? How big is Conjuro? <laughs> Like, it's like, was... I revealed who I am. I'm also six feet taller than I remember being. <laughs> like, I'm the yo. same size as you, Kaido. Look at me. Also, like, this kid was being unruly, so I had to beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> yo, 
know, like, and then, yo, hold up. This nigga sitting next to Kaido, like crisscross, like they're all sitting crisscross applesauce. This right. is page um, six and seven. Nigga sitting crisscross applesauce next to him. Look like a fucking midget. No, I just, I just need to know. I just need to know. Give me a fucking size. How big is Kaido? <laughs> and then I got yeah. Big Mom's ass who went from, and like she's crazy, so it's believable. But goes zero to a hundred. This bitch has been changing her outfit for the last five chapters. Looks out the fucking door, sees Chopper, and goes nuts. And now she got her memory back. Oh yeah, well that was established. But like, she got it. Not just back. She's got the angry part back. She was like, where the fuck straw hat? Homie. <laughs> Homie. Like, I, yeah. just need to, I, just, I just need to know, man. How, how, how tall or big is Kaido? And then, Orochi. Dog. Oh, oh no, wait a minute. With me. Can I, like, can I pop this in? Uh, hold on. Let me screen share real quick. Uh, I found a thing. And... Oh, I don't know if this is gonna work. Hold on. I think I found I found something that like kind of shows how tall he is. I don't know if this is canon or not. Uh, uh, you I can't do it. But it says that Kaido is five meters tall. Now, for an American nigga, how tall is five meters? I don't know. Google it, bitch. Oh, thank you. No, I'm sorry. He's six meters tall, about. I I think that's a lie. I don't even know how tall exactly six meters is, but I just don't. I, Homie, look at page eight through nine. Look at Orochi holding Momonosuke. He has him in his hand. <laughs> he has him in his hand. Justin's pissed. <laughs> How tall is anyone? Dog, they, I, I, I get it. I'm like, it takes so long to draw these pictures. But my nigga, can you give me something? Here, let's see. What's six meters to feet? Six, let's go meters to feet. Homie, he not even drawn correctly back to back. The nigga grabs him, has his hand around his neck, and then his hand is around his whole fucking body. All right. So this says 16 meters is 20 feet. <laughs> so this fool is 20 feet tall. Wait, 6 meters is 20 feet or 16? 6. 6. One, so, six, uh, so 20 feet tall. Yeah. How so tall is Orochi? Big, Orochi is not on this list, but uh, size comparison, Luffy is... I don't know, 1.9 meters tall. And that means he is... Oh, I can't be right. Let's try 1.8. Luffy's about six feet. That, like he's a, that's he's average. He's average height, right? Big Mom is over nine meters tall. And that... Let's just say Big Mom's, what, 10 meters She's 32 feet tall. So why was Kaido bigger than her in that one panel? 
chapters ago. Homie, Orochi has his entire arm, his entire hand around Momonosuke. In the previous panel, his hand is only around his neck. I'm not trying to be this guy, but gosh damn it, I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to look up how tall Orochi is. Let me see real quick. Dog, what? 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 How tall is anyone? How tall am I? Uh, let's see. Do we know yet? Uh, they have not revealed how tall Orochi is. <laughs> I don't think it's because he stood. He hasn't stood next to anyone. <laughs> we don't know. Well, he's sitting next to Kaido. That's well, some... Kaido's, tw- Kaido's a little under 20 feet. But Kaido's he's taller like... than Big Mom. Sometimes the same height. Sometimes they're the same height. <laughs> so, really, who gives a fuck? Uh, <laughs> hey, man. I'm going to go more in-depth on One Piece next week. I wanted to get some Avatar talk because it was just recently in my mind. Um, uh, yeah. As, as always, anyone that's listening, uh, don't forget Twitter, Hard Fought Network, at ItalkAlot9080. Um, I always forget Matt's Instagram name. Shout or. Shadow Riley. Shadow Riley. There we go. I was like, are you still posting the game? Are you still posting the game on Shadow Charizard? No, we're posting it on Dinosaur Workshop. Dinosaur, okay. But you you do your plugs, nigga. The fuck? Dude, Dinosaur Workshop, YouTube. There you uh go. we got some cool things coming out this week. Uh there you go. So it'll be fun. There you go. No, next week, excuse me. Next week we should have something. I want to marry myself to that date. <laughs> Give me time to, like, make more content. Oh, that's fair. Hey, man, with that being said, don't forget, always go check out the socials. Go check out his YouTube channel. Um, thank you, everyone. That's Thank you, everyone that's been listening, anyone that has listened, anyone that listened long enough just to say, fuck you, y'all suck. Y'all don't even know Blackbeard is from a cold place. Um, that was a bad episode. That was just, like, that was a big – we dropped the ball on that one. But it's okay. We get Which to one? Improve. The one where we were discussing Blackbeard, and we just completely <laughs> – we just didn't read or remember the fact where he was from, and we comp- we had a thirty minute convo. Oh yeah, <laughs> of like us it. going, oh my god, whoa! <laughs> Blackbeard's never Blackbeard doesn't sleep. Oh fuck! But it's okay, guys. We, you know, every now and again, you drop the ball. It happens, but we get to improve. We get to be better people, and there is always a tomorrow. That's 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 about all I got in regards to that one, man. Um, (laughs) we'll get more into one piece next week as well as some chorus stuff if not core next week the following week um we out (laughs) oh